Hello, hello, and welcome to the Team Hydration Podcast. Episode 13 of the Team Hydration Podcast, your home for the cool, positive stuff. It's underway. My name is Frank Hall, and I am joined here, as always, with my great friend and my esteemed colleague, Mr. Sergio Yanes. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome again to the Team Hydration Podcast. And boy, what a show we have for you today. Frankie, let's get right in it, buddy. All right. So, yeah, I'm very excited for this one. This... This episode is going to be really awesome because it's something different from what we usually do. It's still in the self-improvement category. It's just something that we've never done before. And we have an exceptional, a really awe-inspiring story here today. We have a man with us today who, his story has been featured on News 12, on Newsday, and his Instagram platform is just, it's gaining thousands and thousands of followers. Uh, You could follow him at Jarps underscore journey. It's J-Arps journey. I don't want to cut you off. But everyone says Jarps and it's J-Arps journey. (laughs) All right. Well, J-Arps journey. And there's our guest right now (laughs) jumping in. What's going on, guys? Yeah, this is John Arpino, ladies and gentlemen. And I was trying to butter you up a little bit before you came in there. (laughs) My bad. I I had to make the correction. Oh, absolutely. So you want to say it again? So So it's uh, J-Arps journey at J-Arps underscore journey. And you can uh, follow me there. Yeah. So and I notice on your Instagram thousands of followers that's incredible thank you man yeah it's been growing it's going crazy actually yeah and this really is uh you embarked on this weight loss journey of yours what two years ago uh yeah like the tail end of uh 2015 early 2016 is when it really started and uh been going wow yeah it's incredible and uh for those of you listening right now john john's a big guy six foot five and when he started this journey he was 488 pounds and he sits before us today at 247 pounds, which is a total of 241 pounds lost, if I'm good at math. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we are. And that's uh, quite a lot of weight you dropped there. I mean, uh, for initially, the first thought in my head to ask is, man, you must feel a ginormous difference in your just day-to-day activities Yeah, man, night and day. I mean, just small, simple stuff like tying your shoes and getting dressed in the morning and just just normal everyday activity is just a total difference. I can imagine. And those those are things that a lot of people take for granted that are uh, used to to that. I mean, I was reading your story on, on Newsday and you mentioned even being able to ride roller coasters now, being able to fit in the seats. Those are things that people don't really even think about. It's yeah. I mean, uh, there was so many times where I would, my friends would ask me to go to Six Flags, you know, go away, go to Disney, and I would just have to say no, because I knew, what was I going to do, pay $300, get into a park, walk around all day and not be able to do anything? Yeah, that so. that must be so annoying and, and frustrating. Uh, Sergio's a big fan of Six Flags. He actually got me to go there this year again for the first time in a while, and that was a, it was a great experience. Awesome. So yeah. I, It's awesome that you're able to do things like that now, and it's like... It, what once was a limiting lifestyle, you're now, you're able to do so many incredible things. And not only did you lose the weight, you're also embarking on, on new journeys where you're getting involved in some awesome stuff. We'll touch on that a little later, because right now I want to get into your, your life growing up and, and how 
the journey really begun before okay. the weight loss. Okay. Um, I guess start in your, in your childhood. Tell us something about that. So, I mean, for as long as I can remember, I've always been a heavy kid. I mean, I always had severe asthma. I always had severe allergies. And when it comes to that, I mean, it's like a double-edged sword. It's really hard to exercise when you have severe asthma because obviously anything can lead to an attack. And as far as having bad food allergies go, I mean, there was a whole laundry list of foods that I was allergic to and just so happens that almost every food on that list was a healthy food. You know what I mean? So you had to eat quote unquote worse than, you know, your average person. You know, I couldn't eat every nut under the sun. You know, I, there was a while where I was allergic to turkey. I was allergic to chicken. I was allergic to beef. So it was just a struggle. I mean, pizza was just like the answer to every, what do you want to eat? Pizza. What do you want to eat? Macaroni and cheese. What do you want to eat? You know? So that's just how that started. Right. And, uh, with that, uh, everyday struggle that you already had at that, uh, early stage, um, I could almost imagine that had a great effect on your um, your natural well being of your like your mood and your morality. Oh yeah. And um, how was it um, something that helped you spark to finally you know want to do something to change that? What, what, uh, what do you mean? Like you know your 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 moods like was was that your mentality? Uh, okay, like, I understand. Mentality? Um, yeah. So outside of the house, always. Great mood, great person. You know, it's when you're home by yourself in your room is when you're like, wow, I, I can't stand who I am. Or you look in the mirror and you're like, wow, I hate this. Or you go to the store and you go to try on clothes and, you know, you're just sitting there and it's not what you want to be doing. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, you're not in the place where you want to be at that given moment. I, I can identify to that fully. I, I know uh, one of the things I read in the article that was out about you was how you wanted to be the life of the party. You wanted... You're a sociable person, mm -hmm. and you, you wanted to have friends, and, and you knew that the that if you were going to be the fat guy, at least you're going to be the cool fat guy, so right. to speak. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And you were the life of the party, so you did all the, the fun things. Yeah, I was a you, club promoter for a long yeah. time, so you know, I, I didn't take myself away from being out with people. I never wanted to do that, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's really terrible to say, uh, but like... When I was heavy, I would walk around, and I would see other overweight people on the street, and I'd be like, well... At least I'm not like that guy who doesn't look like he has three friends, you know, that he could call at any given time, excuse me. But that's so selfish to say, you know yeah. what I mean? Like to say, oh, I'm better than that person, even though we're probably in the same place in life is just, it, I look back on it now and it's, it's horrible. Like to I, I hate who I was. Totally. You know I mean? Yeah. And, and continuing with, the, with that thought, it, when you're the center of attention and you're in the party mode and things are good, it can be fun at times, but it's temporary fun. And then when you go home... And that door shuts, and then all you have is yourself and your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. It can be a very lonely oh, yeah. place, and, and it can take you down some dark, dark paths. And although our experiences are different, the, the feelings are very much similar. Definitely. And, and I can totally uh, feel that. I, I really can. And it's incredible that you were able to make that discovery, that you were able to make that change. I want to understand what, what led you to now want to finally say, okay, that's enough. This is it. I want to make that change for good. I need to start losing some weight here. Well, I mean, I've had more encounters with death than I would like to admit. Um, so I'll just, the main story is um, I had a really serious asthma attack in my house and um, I code blued in my house, so I could not breathe. Um, code blue for our listeners is? 
no no re- uh, respiration activity. No response. Yeah, you have no, to be yeah. uh, resuscitated. Yeah, exactly. So nine one one, everything that works. So nine one one comes to my house, ambulance. Um, they're getting ready to reel me out of the house, and it just so happens that nobody is ALS certified. So what ALS certification is is basically they would be allowed to administer me epinephrine. So that's basically adrenaline in a bottle. So they couldn't. Um, so I'm on a stretcher and a uh, paramedic looks at me and he just goes, I'm so sorry. So as I'm being wheeled out of my house and put into the back of an ambulance, I'm going in and out of consciousness and I'm just, I'm just pleading and I'm like, fuck, like, this is it. It's over. Like you really screwed up this time. Like way to go. You're going to die in the back of an ambulance on the way to a hospital. Congratulations. So I'm sitting there and I'm just pleading and I'm pleading with every will in my body, whatever power it be. Give me one more shot. You give me one more shot and I will make this right. And I'm praying and I'm praying, I'm praying. My grandmother had recently passed away. I was going through a really dark depression and I'm just praying to my grandma, please, grandma, you know, whatever I got to do, I'll make this right. Just give me another shot. Wow. That, that's some, some deep stuff right there. And, uh, it, to my understanding that, you know, identifying with that uh, throughout a lot of stories we've heard with other people, other guests we've had, and even through me and Frank's own experiences, you know, you really got to, it's an unfortunate in your case that you had to hit rock bottom in that manner. You know, it's like, um, I'm sorry about that, but you know, it's definitely uh, not easy to do that. But you know, it's uh, definitely something we've come across before around we've, we've come across where, you know, you got to hit rock bottom to, oh, yeah. to spark you know, that change that, because my understanding, again, that was the moment that the event in your life that caused you. Oh yeah. That was a clarity. That, that was, was like, that, that was, was it. it. Like yeah. that was it. And you were going to improve from mm-hmm. there on out. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember reading your article and I remember you while you were recovering or like while you were going through that moment, um, you were praying to uh, your grandmother, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's some deep stuff, man. I know, I know exactly how you feel with that. And going off rock bottom again, this is something like we do we do cover on a weekly basis almost. I, I love uh, to say that rock bottom isn't a physical location. It's a state of mind. So your experience, your rock bottom's in the back of an ambulance. You don't know if, it's, if you're going to live exactly. past it or die. It's terrible. Some people face that in so many other different ways. And it doesn't really matter how you're experiencing your rock bottom. Mm-hmm. What, ha- what you have to really understand is how you can move forward. You were lucky. You got the, the second chance. Right. We had a friend come on here who experienced a few overdoses and had a similar type of life or death experience. That was his rock bottom. He knew it was now or never, right. and, it, and it was that moment. But we, we also want our listeners to know that you don't necessarily have to have that rock bottom to start making changes. No. But what I do notice is those rock bottom states a lot of times offer that that like really powerful kick in the ass to right. be like let's fuck let's fucking go here yeah. and like yeah. let's now make the change. Yeah. So that's it can be an empowering experience and it's really our job in that situation to make the most out of it mm-hmm. and to really turn it around and use it as fuel, positive mm-hmm. fuel instead of this negativity that's just draining. I mean, I like to I state it to my the people who follow my journey page all the time. Like your current situation is not your final destination. So whatever is going on right now, if you use that and you use it as fuel to push you to where you want to go, you're gonna get there. I mean, it sucks. Everything, you know, you could be going through the hardest times right now and they suck right now. But if you put that emotion behind it instead of saying, Oh, poor me, this sucks, but I'm not doing anything about it, if you put that behind you and push, you're gonna get to where you wanna go eventually. 
And, you know, I, I respect what you're saying so much. I respect you and your journey 100% so much because that's what we promote here at Team Hydration is that resilience, to identify with that resilience and really, you know, test your character as a person to are you either going to roll over and let your sorrows drown you and you're not going to get up and do anything mm -hmm. about it or are you going to use that as positive energy, as, you, as we so put it, to get yourself back up, dust yourself off, and you know what? Rise, the, rise above it all, really. Yeah. And, and this really, and I want to just stress, this transformation is, it's not your everyday transformation <laughs> what you did. I mean, <laughs> when, when you talk about the numbers, 241 pounds in two years, this is really, this is the stairway to heaven of transformations. You know, it's the creme de la creme. This you, is something that is inspiring. Your story is going to help people. It probably already is, but it's going to continue to help people do that. And I'm looking at you today. The last time I saw you was 2013, years ago, when we were involved in, in the, the wrestling world. Mm -hmm. I, and I remember seeing you then. And seeing you today, it's a completely different person. Thank you. And it's incredible, man. So let's continue forward. You're, you're in the back of the ambulance now, and you're praying to your grandmother who recently passed away, and you're saying... If I'm given this second chance, I'm going to take advantage of it. Right. What happens next? So, obviously, thankfully, I wake up, and I'm in the hospital now. Um, I'm on a BiPAP machine. You know, the works are going on, and I'm given that second chance. So, asthma attack ends, you know, normal. I'm there for like a day and a half, two days. I get discharged. So, now, where do you go from there? Um, I was given that opportunity. Now, this time around, I, I had to be serious. I mean, I literally had death knocking on my front door. So I had been researching the weight loss surgery for a really long time. Now, at this point in my journey, I had not considered it yet. So what I did consider is I had a bunch of doctors pushing me to go to a pulmonary rehab facility, basically a gym for older people who've had strokes and stuff like that, who are getting back and trying to get active again. So... It's in a, it was in a, like a regular building and it was a nothing gym. A was it almost machines. like a, a rehabilitation type, one of those deals? Yeah, basically. Type? So it, it was just like a, a one floor building with a couple, like two treadmills, three treadmills, a couple weight machines. And that was really it. And I was basically like, all right, well, if you're going to have to start somewhere because one, I didn't have the self-confidence to go into a regular gym. I was, I was huge. You know what I mean? And two, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, if you can do this for a little while, try to get some weight off, we'll go from there. So I was there for, let's say, maybe six, no, maybe three to six months, and then I had enough. You know, I was the youngest person there. Everyone there was like 75 and over, and it was just not really doing anything for Probably me. Probably weren't getting that motivation you right, needed. Right, exactly. I was going there for like 45 minutes at a time, and I remember there was times where I would show up there, and I really, I wouldn't even go in, or I would go in like, 15 minutes into what my set was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Because I was just, I had no motivation. I had no drive, but I knew that I had to do it. You know what I mean? So push came to shove. I was like, all right, enough with this place. Either you're going to grow a pair of balls and you're going to go to a regular gym or you're not going to do this at all. So um, I had been put in contact with somebody that I actually had gone to high school with who had lost 100 pounds himself, who's now my trainer, my, uh, my really good friend, Steve. And he had lost 100 pounds himself, so we went to the same high school. We knew that a lot of the same people, but we were not friends at the time, and we weren't friends of high school. So I was like, listen, if, if he could do it, uh, there's no reason why I can't do it. Now, I, didn't, I did not start this journey thinking I was going to lose almost 300 pounds. That's not Who where this was. Who would think that? Right, That's exactly. insane. 
So my first goal at the end of the day was, let's see if you can lose like 50 pounds. So 50 came, 50 went. Um, I got up to 80 pounds. And then um, basically because of the asthma, again, it was like a double-edged sword. My asthma would get bad and I would get put in the hospital. And basically they would put me on a medicine called prednisone, which is a steroid. Now, the thing with, with prednisone is it either makes you gain a significant amount of weight or it stunts your growth. Now, as you said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm six foot five. So, you know, this just blew me up. And this was the reason why I was heavy as a child as well, because I would go on this medicine. I was on this medicine for 13 years straight. You're not supposed to be on this medicine for more than two weeks at a time. So again, it either stunts your growth or it makes you heavy. I was 500 pounds. You know what I mean? So that's just, you know, that was just the process that just happened. So... That was when I made the decision, listen, um, if this is going to keep happening, you're going to lose weight, you're going to gain weight. So I'm going to have to look into the surgery and really look at the ins and outs of it. Yeah, so, I mean, that's great. You weighed your options out. You understood this isn't working for me, this is working for me. I think another good point that you made was about the, the goals that you were setting for yourself. You weren't talking about, I'm going to lose 300 pounds, I'm going to get to this weight and look like this. You're, you're just taking it step by step. You're taking it day by day. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Okay. Now I did that. Now I'm going to lose another. Right. And taking it like that is, it's a, it's a good approach, mm-hmm. I think, because you're setting realistic goals and then before you know it, you're doing impossible things. That's yeah. a really <laughs> awesome Yeah, all of a sudden thing. it was like, it just kept happening. Like things just kept happening. That's literally what I tell everybody. It wasn't like, I set out for things to happen. It's just like one thing just started to lead to another and you put one foot in front of the other and just it just keeps happening. Well, you were putting in the work and we were friends on Facebook. I followed your journey right from the get-go, right when that came out and you yeah. said you were going to do this. Um, I was rooting for you from the beginning, Thank man, you. And, I, and I followed <laughs> it. And every time you were posting things, I was showing friends. I'm like, yeah. look at this guy. It's unbelievable what, what you're doing. And when you're going through it, when you're actually putting in that work and in the gym, it feels like forever. Yeah. But then when you when you get those results that you're looking for and and the time has passed and mm-hmm. and now you're you you have made that transformation it it doesn't the thing about the transformation is and and like um people that are in the struggle right now I mean they definitely know I had lost like 150 pounds right so I was down a buck 50 and I would wake up in the morning and I would not see a change and to a lot of people like that that'll make them stop you know what I mean? And for a while, it, it made me want to stop because I was putting all this work in and I, I was not eating bad. I, I had abolished junk food. I had abolished pizza. I mean, to this day, I still haven't had a slice of pizza in almost two and a half years. Wow. So like I stopped eating like a fat fuck. I'm sorry. Like just yeah, to say yeah. like I just I just it. stopped. Yeah. And um, I'm from I'm, I'm from an Italian family. And to stop eating like that is is hard. You know what I mean? And like I'd wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror, I'd be like, you still look the same. But like I had that fire. I had that will. I just wanted to keep going. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that was definitely so hard for you. They got the Italians, <laughs> man. You guys have some of the best foods yeah. ever. I can't even... How That must have been really hard yeah. mentally on yeah. you to try and say no to that. Like two and a, two and a half years since a slice of pizza, yeah. I commend you for thank that. You, you, for real. And, and I just got back from Italy, and I got to tell you, their food there is... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so it, it, it's been tough. hard. I mean... I, you know, you make you make alternate choices. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I, you do the you do like you don't have regular pasta. You have chickpea pasta. You don't have regular pizza. You have cauliflower pizza. But at the end of the day, you know, you just you, you have to put in the work. And that's exactly what it is, right there. It's all you you come to realize that it's all in your head. You know, all, all those obviously there's a the physical aspect of things where it's 
there's that block in your in your journey. But obviously, once you got past those blocks, you were able to really reach into your mind and stay strong and push through and make sure you stay positive and make sure your mentality was strong to reach the goals you wanted to reach because that's a lot of the problems that people have in pushing forward with their goals and whether it's you know whether they want to start part stop partying or if they want to you know reach a goal in the gym you know they have a mental block that they can't get past and that's one of the hardest things to do a lot of people don't have that self-realization where like this is all in my head I have the power in my body and in my strength to change my life mm-hmm. at any given moment. But that, that little bit, that little mental block will really, a little bit of negativity will stop the weakest of people. And that's why, you know, your journey is just incredible because of how strong mentally and physically you've proven to be. Thank you. Yeah, you have, you have to put in that work, like you said. And another great point you make, some people get the progress and they don't see it in themselves and then they stop and it's right before they're about to make the real yeah. progress. You're right. It's people always quit right before they're about to make it. And, and it, it's such a shame on a lot of times because you put in all that hard work and, and hard effort. And I've been there many times, mm-hmm. even you want to go back to my wrestling training days. It, it, one little thing can, can get in your way. And then you stop for a little bit. And right. then to get back to the point where you want, you are even at takes a lot of work. So you got to really keep going. And whatever that willpower that you said that you have, all of those things, they're really important. They're almost necessary, I, I believe, because you, oh, yeah. have to, you have to be – it's a constant thing. You have to be constantly reminding yeah. yourself of I these mean, every, things. I mean, every bump of the road counts, you know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Everything that happens on this journey, whether – you know, you guys, sobriety, weight loss, whatever it is, every single bump in the road matters, good, bad, or indifferent. If you wind up cheating on your diet, if you have a slip up, whatever it is, it matters. You know what I mean? Like you have to get past that point mentally. Right. There's a, there's a lesson to be learned with any downfall and any rise. There's, Mm -hmm. there's many lessons to be taken. And that's like, again, I touch on that. Like that's like a real strong characteristic of a person. It really shows there whether how they're going to take that and a quote that I could add in here to tie it all together is one from one of my favorite authors, Julia Cameron, who says, growth is an erratic movement. It's two steps two steps forward, one step back. And you have to always remember that and be gentle with yourself. So I think that's a good way to you know, tie that whole thing. You, you can't let setbacks stop you from what you're intending on doing. To, it, setbacks are always going to be there, whether you're on the right path or the wrong path. So if you're on the right path, you have to realize there are going to be times where things are not going to go your way. And like I always tell people, your comeback is always going to be greater than your throwback. So, you know, no matter what, the you falling down three steps is only going to bring you up five steps. Like, that's just the way life is. So as dark as a place you get to mentally, you need to use that and make that push you through to whatever goal that you set for yourself. And another thing that I learned on this journey is in order to get to that one ultimate goal that you have, you know, you have to make little tiny goals, which is like, I always tell people the gains in between. I always finish my post with the gains in between. And basically what the gains in between is, is all the little BS that it takes to get to that one greater thing that made you start. You know, everyone has a starting point, everyone, and every journey to me really doesn't have an end goal. But I mean, I guess for some people, you know, yeah, that you, you end your goals, but you should never, right. you can complete goals and tasks, but you should always be striving for more. We right, should never exactly. get complacent is the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. We say on our podcast, we're perpetual self-improvement. So you're constantly working 
on bettering yourself pretty much. Right, basically. Never getting stagnant, you know? Yeah, you can't get stagnant in your ways. Right, every day, uh, you know, our, our, our thoughts, obviously, at Team Hydration, or me and Frank believe that, you know, every day you should be waking up uh, wanting to better the day you had before. Mm -hmm. So with, with that positive mentality, honestly, I think anybody can achieve anything. So, you know, it seems to me like you have a clear understanding of that, and that's why you were able to just roll on with the punches and keep it going to reach every goal you've made for yourself, little or small. Yeah, thank you. Little or big. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the gains in between. I love that. It's it's so true because you have your transformation picture. You see the before and the after, but nobody is focusing on the gains in between. Exactly. Nobody's nobody knows what the struggle is like unless they're going mm -hmm. through it. So those are the things that when you when you're looking back at your picture, you're you're remembering the journey, what it took, the grueling days, I'm sure, the puking yeah. in the gym oh, and yeah. all that. And all I mean, I craziness. shock myself every day. When I, when I do take the time and I go back and I scroll through my own feed, I always, I always like, wow, like, that happened. Like, I lived through that. Like, that went down. You know what I mean? And though, that's, that's literally the gains in between for me because social media is a great platform. You know, you have the ability to tell your story to millions of people if they want to know it. And what they don't know is what happens when the post is over. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when I put down my phone and I go about my day, they don't know what's going on between 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So those gains in between is really what's going to make and break you no matter what your goal is. Yeah, that absolutely is the driving force. That's that's your routines. Those mm -hmm. are your hobbies. Those are your virtues. Those right. are that's that's your life right. pretty yeah, much. It's basically. it's what it's what you're doing when nobody's watching you. Mm -hmm. I guess you could say, and it's it's the things that uh, really will make or break you. Yep. So with going back to you know early struggles, obviously we'd like to touch on um, the surgery, the of of you actually going through that, mm -hmm. and what was what exactly was that like our, for our viewers? If you'd like to elaborate on that. So I even when my grandmother was alive, I always had this idea that one day I was going to get this weight loss surgery. I wanted to get it done, but at the same time, I didn't. You know, I looked at it for a very long time as a cop-out. You know what I mean? Like, to me, getting weight loss surgery was the silver bullet. It was the easy way out. You know what I mean? And it wasn't. Let me tell you that it is not an easy way out. And so I had done extensive amount of research over the years. I met with numerous doctors. You know, I did that whole spiel. And then when push came to shove and it was time, I sat down with the New York Bariatric Group. I met a doctor. You know, I got the process going. By that time, I had already lost about 80 pounds on my own. Now, everyone always asks me, oh, how much did you have to lose for insurance, blah, 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 blah. I, thankfully, I didn't have to lose anything because I already had this mentality that I needed to be in the gym before I had surgery to know, it was, know what it was like to go to the gym, to diet, to exercise, because I wanted to be mentally ready. You know what I mean? Um, what I tell everyone is, like, in order to lose weight, it, it's 200%. You need to put in... 100% mental capability, you need to put in 80% diet, and all the rest of it, the rest of the 20% is exercise. That's all it is, but it comes down to mentality. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, I know all the, the best people that I've, I've trained with and stuff over the years have said that all the time. It, mm -hmm. it comes down to the dieting, and it comes down to your, your work ethic. Right. Not so much what like not so much the workout routine itself. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're doing the physicality, and you're doing the workouts, but a lot of it is is having that 
that mentality and right. and having the diet right. and and being all around. It, there you can't be cheating, right. like you said. You have to be consistent. Right. Exactly. So now life has a funny way to test you. Right. We all know that. Like we said, setbacks and whatnot. So now I am going to the New York Bariatric Group. I'm doing my check-in weights, blah, 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 blah. I have a surgery set. Um, my initial surgery was set for a Monday, right? It was October 14th, I believe. It was a Monday. So on a Friday, they had called me, let me know my surgery time and everything like that. I'm all set. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. So it's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon when they called me to tell me what time to come in. About 5.30 that night... They had called me and said, listen, Mr. Arpino, I'm really sorry, but we actually have to postpone your surgery due to some blood test results. Okay, no problem. Now, this was just life testing me, wanting me, making me realize how bad I really wanted this because now I've done all this work, I'm ready to go, I'm about to change my life, and then boom, it's, it's a block in the road. So do we give up or do we keep going? And that's literally what I had to tell myself because now, they're now they wanted to postpone it a whole month. So now I have this woe is me, pity me attitude. Like you just put in all this work and now they're trying to take it away from you. So literally I had to sit down with myself and literally, do you want to give up? Like you put in all this work. Is it time to give up or are we still going to do this? And you know, a month later, thankfully, everything went well. I went in, I had the surgery, I went to sleep, I woke up and three quarters of my stomach was gone. And that's what it was. Um, where I went from there was I had to, for a little while, relearn how to eat. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me that all the time. Well, how different is it to eat? Um, it is different. It's only different if you allow it to be different. Um, you know, you have to make the changes that are right for your body. Every body is different. Um, as far as diet goes, I mean, I've been on the same diet for the last two years, really. I mean, I don't eat a lot of carbs. I eat very low carb, very high protein, a lot of vegetable. Um, I don't eat any bread. I don't eat much pasta. Uh, like I said, I switched to uh, I switched to chickpea pasta. I switched to lentil pasta. Um, it's all about you know. You can still have what you want, but it, it, there's alternatives. You know what I mean? There's always an alternative out there. Now. You know, with you're saying three quarters of your stomach is gone now. I'm like, that's just intriguing to me. Like, um, right. I'm sure our, our listeners are like, what? Like, how does that make you feel exactly? So, so to give you a visual visualization, say your foot, uh, your football. Say your stomach is shaped like a football from end to end. If you were going to punt it, if you slice that football half, it becomes a banana. That's basically what a gastric sleeve surgery is. That they make your stomach into a sleeve. Wow. So that automatically made you, uh, you had to change your whole entire, like you were stated, you had to change your whole entire uh, diet and mm -hmm. you had to like reteach yourself to eat. So uh, did you notice uh, results right away or how long did it take you <laughs> to actually get that used to that new body of yours, that new after the surgery, of course? Um, used to my new body, um, as far as eating goes, it was like maybe three months. Three months to really like understand how much I could take in at a time because that was that was like really weird for me at first because like I said everybody's different like I had talked to people I knew people who had gotten it in my high school and I had talked to them before I got it just to know what I was really getting myself into and for everyone that I talked to it was very different you know thankfully through the whole process I never once got sick and never vomited any of that. I talked to people who took in food the first couple months and they just couldn't keep it down, you know what I mean? So what really was the hard part for me was the, um, you 
you can't eat and drink at the same time. So I know that sounds really weird because everyone, you know, you serve dinner and you have a glass of water on the table and you're eating and you're drinking at the same time. But what they, what you have to reteach your body is that, you know, I have my last sip of water right before I eat, but then I don't have any more liquids for about a half hour afterward because that little, little space in my stomach, you know, you have to occupy it with nutrients. And when you drink, you're pushing all that through before your body has a chance to get the nutrients out of the food. That's so really that was literally the biggest hangup that I had was like, cause I've always been a big water drinker. I was never a big soda guy. I liked iced tea, but I, I was never like a, a bad, you know, fluid intake. Like I loved water. He's a team hydration guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was like the biggest hangup to me because I would eat and I'd be like, all right, I want to take a swig of water. And I was like, ah, you can't, you know? So that, that That's was the annoying. hardest thing. Yeah. That was annoying. And now, you know, you get used to it. Were there any other annoying things after the surgery that you uh, noticed? You know, I really, I set the rules. Like, that was, that was like the really cool thing for me was like, again, I got myself so mentally prepared for this that I literally wanted no surprises. So, like, I made the decision to stop eating pizza. You know, when, when, it, came, when, it, when it was time, because they put you on a liquid diet, like, three weeks out before surgery to get you ready. Um that's when I had my last slice of pizza. And I was like, all right, buddy, it's been a fun road, but uh, I'll catch you ways, on the other side. Yeah, yeah, you parted ways with the pizza. Right, that's exactly. A nice way to, that's a nice way to do it. Yeah. And it, it's great that you, you did the research. This wasn't, because like you said, uh, if, if this, is, if this thir- surgery has that type of stigma around it where it's an easy way out and then you expect that easy way out and there are people that don't want to do the work and then mm-hmm. they have this surgery and then, oh shit, buddy, Right. Now I didn't change any of my my routines. I didn't mm-hmm. change any of my habits, and now I still have the same vices. And now I'm back to where I started, exactly. and I, I mean, wasted all that time and all that money yeah. for nothing. So, with goal setting, like you said, setting those short term goals as well as doing the the diligence, the research, and mm-hmm. and uh, being prepared. I guess I could say is yeah. is so important to to the a journey. O- the only like way that. you're going to be successful is with preparation. I mean, that's that's really all it is. Um, so I just wanted to touch on now you, you mentioned three months it took you to, uh, you know, get used yeah. to the eating and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, what, what was after that? What happened? Like, when did you start realizing the physical change of things? Cause that's obviously like a mental part, you know, obviously the, yeah, the diet mean, and everything. As weird as it sounds like, I mean, and I tell everyone this, um, the physical change, I mean, that is really all different for everybody. Uh, there's still times where I wake up in the morning and before I look at myself in the mirror, I still think I'm 500 pounds. So like, um, I still go and I, I still ask everyone in my house, well, I ask my girlfriend all the time, I ask my parents, do I look fat? Do I look fat? Do I look fat? Like, my guy, you, you dropped 241 pounds. No, you do not look fat. So please get out of your own head and stop the BS because, you know, you're doing great. And, you know, it, it, it takes a real big mental toll on your life. Um, but there was a very long time, a extremely long time where I saw zero progression. And I and it really, it really was getting to me at one point in time. And my trainer looked at me and he goes, Listen, you're putting in all this work. It and it's gonna take your body and your mind a very long time to catch up with each other. But you're gonna wake up one day and you're gonna have this realization, and you're going to and everything is just going to click, just like everything else in life. And you know, lo and behold, those words are true. You know, one day I was like, 
oh, wow, I can fit in this machine way better than I did before. Or, wow, I fit in the car way better than I did before. So it's those, like going back to the gains in between, it's those little little things that you don't notice at first. You know, you're not always going to see it in the mirror, but when you have that T-shirt that you've been trying to get into for a little while and it fits a little bit better than it did a month before, that's progression. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think... You're really tapping into something. Did you create that hashtag, the gains in between? Yeah, yeah that's all mine. Oh, I, I love that, man. Thank you. I think that I, you might be onto something with that, too. Maybe even as far as uh, have you considered writing at all? Yeah, I, I would love to start writing a book soon. I mean, that's definitely uh, on the goal list yeah. soon. Yeah. What about that for a title? Yeah, the definitely. Gains yeah, in yeah, between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely purchase that. That's, you, it just sounds, it sounds great. And, and it's, it's like one of those, those catchphrases that are kind of just like, Makes you want to get out and do something. Yeah. Yeah. The gains <laughs> in between. You. Like, I love that. Thank you. I, I, I really do. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it's just, it's a great thing. And, and it's so important. People, a lot of times, do not realize what it takes to, to do that. And when I was really hitting the gym, gym hard a few years ago, it was the same thing for me. I was lifting heavier. I was noticing that I was making progressions like that. But then I'd go and look in the mirror and I'd be like, eh, yeah. I don't really see much. But you, if you stop, then you're, you're gonna, you're gonna feel it mm-hmm. when, when, when you stop doing it, then you're going to be like, Oh wow, I, I really did make progression. Right. And now I just stopped it. And now I got to restart it. Right. And that's, and why get to that point? You don't want to get to that. Mean? Yeah. You want to continue to go anytime that you, you have a goal, you have a mission and, and then something is blocking you. Like we talked about the roadblocks this entire time. You really got to dig deep mm-hmm. within yourself and, and however you're able to do it, Pull, pull it out of you, whatever, whatever that is. Like, uh, if you're listen, if you have like music to listen to, or if you watch or listen to inspiring podcasts or, or you, anything, any type of motivation, any source to, to get you to keep pushing past those things. Are to, so to bring back what we discussed earlier. I mean, that what pushed me in the beginning was, was wrestling. Um, that's, that was like my, my big end goal for all this. That's, as dumb as it sounds, I mean, everyone's going to say, oh, but your health was so bad and this, that, and the third. I wanted to be a professional wrestler. You know, what I wanted to do as a kid, you know, I loved watching wrestling. I, I ate, drank, slept wrestling. That's everything that embodied me was wrestling. That's all I had at one point in time, you know. Um, when you don't have a lot of friends, when you're getting bullied a lot in school, you know, you have your vices. And to come home and to watch wrestling, you know, it was always there. It, it wasn't going anywhere, you know. So that's what I turned to when times got really hard. Um, my grandparents, you know, they always bought me every wrestling figure under the sun. So everything to me was wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. So why I started this journey and, and why I, I got to the point where I'm at right now was to pursue a career in professional wrestling. And that might sound crazy because when I say it out loud, it sounds really bonkers to me too. But, um, you know, I wanted to get my body fit enough that I knew that I would mentally and physically be able to do any task that would be brought upon me in training to become a professional wrestler. Hey, man, that's that's not a a far-fetched goal or dream whatsoever, man. You got to dream big, you know, and I, I... I think that's great. That's a great dream to have. And you know what? To to be honest, you're a big dude. You're pretty tall. You know, I I think you're rather young as well. Yeah. I would, you know, I could see you in the WWE someday. You know, well, 
taking down some wrestlers, you know, <laughs> taking uh, maybe going for that, you know, WWE title someday, man. I, I me and Frank are pretty big uh, wrestling fans. Yeah. Over here. I mean, I'm wearing a CM Punk shirt for <laughs> fuck's sake. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I remember seeing John back then in the audience and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, he's always been a fan. Uh, I can relate to you again. My my grandma had the WrestleMania four uh, VHS for me when I was a five year old kid, and mm-hmm. I was jumping on her bed every day when I was younger too. So I had that special bond too, and I always grew up watching it. You're watching larger than life people exactly. doing the impossible. Pro wrestling is amazing, like for its entertainment and and, uh, and the physicality in there. It's it's incredible. It's nothing else in the world is like it, and it really is amazing. And like Sergio said, to go off that. It's not a far-fetched goal when you damn near drop 300 pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You have that mentality. You have the height. You mm-hmm. have the youth on your side. How old are you now? I'm 25. 25. It's perfect timing, yeah. man. And, and if you could do what you already did, there is nothing stopping you from doing that. I, I, I can tell you now, out of the time that I spent in there, they would be lucky to have you in I that business. That. For, Thank you. for real. They really would. They'd be lucky to have you in there. And you said... You, you've been with the New York yeah. Wrestling Connection yeah, I've been with, in uh, Long Island? M- yeah, I've been with uh, NYWC out of Deer Park for the last year, actually. I started last uh, Memorial Day weekend. I signed up. So it's been a, it's been a whole year. Great, uh, Labor Day, excuse yeah, me, Labor Day weekend. There's a great bunch of guys over there. Yeah. And that's awesome that you, you did that because you're, you're, just, you're stepping out of your comfort zone time and time again, and that is what's going to separate you from a lot of other people. you got to take... Uh, take like you gotta achieve mm-hmm. your or attempt to achieve your dreams. You gotta go for it. When I started all this, you know, someone close to me once said that you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable, and uh, that's oh, that's very true. Uh, yeah, and that's something that I that holds very near and dear to my heart. Um, if you want something, you have to get extremely, extremely uncomfortable and put yourself out there in order to get it. You know, nothing's going to come to you. Nothing. No one's going to give you anything in life. So if you want it, you have to push yourself to go get it, no matter how big it may be. You know. That's awesome, man. We we here at Team Hydration certainly are uh, pulling for you. We believe in you and your your journey right there. That's awesome that you know you signed up for NYWC as well. You know, good luck with that. Thank That's you, amazing. So I'm I'm happy to hear that you're doing it. That sounds uh, extremely positive to me. That you have that you're you know you're going forward and pushing on to actually achieving a dream that you once had as a young kid. Mm-hmm. And I could relate to that like 100%. You know, I grew up playing uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and stuff and watching my older brother skateboard. And that's what got me into skating. I really wanted to become a professional skateboarder, which was obviously the same exact realm mm-hmm. right there. It was like, that at least seems pretty far-fetched. You right. know, like this guy wants to play with a skateboard his right. whole entire life mm-hmm. like and go pro at some point. Right. You know, it obviously didn't facilitate, but I still <laughs> skateboard all, every week and stuff awesome. and whatnot. And I keep that close to my heart don't even say that it didn't facilitate though because <laughs> i'm going to tell you that right now you're one of the best skaters i know and from my time in professional wrestling i could tell you this right now if you're doing it it's not a failure if you don't make it to the promised land right. you know what i mean exactly. if you're not a professional if you're having fun it doesn't matter like my time in wrestling was incredible i got to work with some of the best names ever i got to go on the road with some of like the coolest guys and pick their brains and learn something, learn the ins and outs of a business that mm-hmm. I grew up loving. Exactly. And there's nothing more rewarding than doing that. And I don't look at that time in my life as a failure or, or anything, and neither should you. And same thing with you. Now you're embarking on this journey. I know you got injured, and I, and I know that you're not going to let this injury or any setbacks prevent you from continuing forward on this journey. Yeah, man, like... It's crazy because when you have this mentality that, you know, you won't allow yourself to ever give up, it's like 
So I got injured. I tore and flipped my meniscus on my birthday, as bad as that is. And I had to get surgery. Um, I'm three and a half weeks post-op right now, and I've been absolutely killing physical therapy. I mean, my doctors and my physical therapists have been telling me, you know, they've never seen anyone recover like this. I mean, I walked into your house today, you know, with no leg brace on. I didn't even notice that yeah. there was anything wrong with you. Yeah, so, I mean, I just, I just have this, like, I love a challenge now, and I was never liked as a kid. You know, if something was hard, I would be like, ah, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? I love things that come easy to me. And now it's like, because I've done all this, it's like, I love a challenge. It fuels me. So like when someone tells me you cannot follow your dreams for the next three months, it's like the hell, you know, like I work so goddamn hard. You're going to tell me that I can't? No, no, not one leg, not one arm, not one hit. Nothing is going to stop me from being in the gym. Even to this day, I mean, if you go on my page right now, there's, there's videos right now of me recovering going to the gym, I'm still lifting, I'm in physical therapy, and I just will not let anything stop me from pursuing what I want because nothing is more important in life than what you want. And you write the story. Your life, you write that story. So don't let anybody tell you you can't. What is can't? We took that out of the vocabulary a long time ago. That's beautiful. That right there, that that was, ooh, that gave me chills, man. That's like, that screams... Exactly what we're, we believe in here at Team Hydration. Exactly what we believe in. That mentality, that motivation, how powerful you feel about that opinion and that like feeling that you have inside of you to conquer everything that you, that's set. You, it's amazing. That's a, just I truly agree with you 100% on that. I'm sure Frankie could uh, you know back me up on that one as well. Yeah, I agree with everything that you guys are saying. It's it's all great stuff. It's it's what we set out to do. It's, it's to have these productive conversations, mm -hmm. talk about growth and how it should be constant. It has to be consistent, perpetual growth. You can't give up. And when you talk about people saying you can't do something like that, I, I try not to get angry and yeah. stuff, but people's negative attitudes, mm -mm. they piss me off to no end. And, and it's like, get the fuck away, yeah. man. If you're not going to be... Like, uh, like we're going down a road that's going somewhere positive. Right. We don't have time no, for any of that. Exactly. So if you're going to have that attitude, then just stay away. Exactly. It's like and we, you need to put yourself around like-minded people. You know, like, if you hang out with dead people, you are going to die. Yeah. Basically. 100%. There's people that... And I don't know. I, I can't be one to judge how people's thought processes work. But it's almost like when you are making progress... People don't like it, it seems. like yeah. People don't like to see the good things in your mm -hmm. life because they feel... Like, I, don't, I don't know what they're feeling, and, and I really can't say how they are, but I notice it a lot uh, in my own progression. People want to see you win until you start winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, shit, he's, he's really doing it. Then it's like, ah, he can't do it. Ah, he can't do it. Yeah, they want to see you do good, but not better than them. <laughs> exactly. Than them. That's exactly. exactly the mentality that's been going on. Uh, I've seen that's just... A trend, I feel like, on I guess you can call it uh, the haters' uh, <laughs> perspective of things, if you will. Right. Yeah, and I, and I want to see people go as far as they can. I think. Oh, yeah. I, I think that there's there's so many different routes to success and and happiness, and really the end goal. Everyone just wants to be happy and comfortable. Right. And we should all be working together to help each other get there. So talks like this, and where people can kind of 
gauge where you're at. It's, it should all be working together. We talk about it all the time, selfless self-improvement. Mm-hmm. We're not here to say, oh, now that I don't drink, I'm better than you. Or now that oh, I, yeah. I lost weight and I look sexy yeah. as hell, I'm better than you. You know right. what I mean? It's not about that. And, and, I, don't, and I don't post to brag. And I, and I say that in a lot of my posts. I never post to brag. I post because I didn't have a person to look up to in this realm of life when I needed somebody. So I do that because hopefully there's some kid somewhere out there that needs whatever little words of encouragement that I can provide that is going to make him go follow his dreams the next day. You know what I mean? Like I, I needed that push. I yeah. needed me back then. And I'm sure it's doing that because now you're, you're leading by example, which right. number one, kudos to you. That's you. so important because like I said before, you're not only bettering yourself, you're, you are making an impact already. And just just by putting it out there, people see that. And even if it's if it's somebody who maybe doesn't even need it as much, just like someone that is a friend of yours or a Facebook friend and sees it and goes, "Oh, maybe I should get my ass into the gym," mm-hmm. something like that. And then it could, it could I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you're already getting flooded with messages about about this all the time. And and it's only going to continue. And if you just keep pursuing this, it's it's going to become something larger than you probably can even expect. Because this, this is one of the biggest trends. Uh, yeah, it's, al- it's already larger yeah. than I've already expected. You know. <laughs> I yeah, didn't want to make this it. page. Yeah. I'm gonna, let, let, me, let me put that out there really quick before we wrap up. I did not want to make this page. I was like almost a year into my journey, and that whole time my friends were breaking my chops. You have to make a page. You need to make a motivational page. I didn't want to. you know. And they were like, you need to do it just to be accountable for yourself. So I had made the page um, like New Year's Day of 2017, and um, I hardly posted on it. You know, I, I treated it as like the redheaded stepchild of my Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then um, I started posting pictures. And I guess when in my lifetime, when like when my transformation started looking different to me is when I was like, ah, I guess I have something here. Because for a while, people were like, yo, you look so different. But to me, it was like, I look the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I was comfortable enough to start putting out that and keep, and it was really just a way to keep myself accountable. And then all of a sudden it just kind of took off. So it was never, it was never like I did this and I was like, oh, I got to make a page. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get yeah. Instagram famous. It was never like that. And it's still not like that. You know what I mean? Like I just want to, I just want to help. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're, you're doing it. And yeah. even having you on here today, anyone listening to you knows that it's, you're doing it just to, to make a difference, to lead by example. And that, social media is a really great thing. If you're using it for good, right. it's, it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a way, it's a really great source for people to get that, that uh, motivation, that inspiration that you are providing. And I think we can leave it off right there. Do you have anything to add, Sergio? Or That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to add, thank you very much. Uh, thank for, you guys for, for having me, seriously. having us. I mean, having <laughs> us. Well, yeah. We are already here. I mean, thank you for being on our show here yeah, at Team Hydration <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, no, it's all right. Uh, yeah, Sergio might need another cup of coffee or something. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it was great having you. And I, I look forward to uh, see, seeing uh, where your journey progress, progresses when you get uh, back from your injury and you you have uh, some shows yeah, when, you're on, when you're when you make your debut. I want to be there. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. Thank I know you. I'll be I'll be far away by then, but I'll, <laughs> I'll come back to to support awesome. for sure. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so we'll leave it there. And then next week on the Team Hydration Podcast, we'll be back with some more positive stuff. And uh, John, did you want to? Uh, let anyone know where they could find you. Yeah, you can you can follow uh, you can follow the journey page. It's uh, at jarps j a r p s underscore journey on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I post like almost every day, so I'll be annoying your timeline. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for every uh, for coming out and everybody who's listening. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys.